0: well bad news does bring fear that's why the angel said don't be afraid they were afraid that what they were seeing and experiencing was bad but the angel said no don't be fearful this is good news and good news brings not fear but joy say amen bad news brings fear good news brings joy well what is good news? It's when we're blessed, uh, when something makes us happy. Maybe you're a, a young couple, just recently gotten married, and uh, you're uh, anticipating having a baby, and you go to the doctor, you're, you're not sure. You have a need. Usually, happiness is uh, the response of a need in our lives. So, you have a need or a desire to have a child. To hear the words of the doctor say, you're pregnant, you're going to have a baby. It brings great joy to our hearts. Uh, when Alice first was pregnant, she went to the doctor. I can remember I was at a construction office in Altamont Springs on behalf of the church uh, as the youth pastor at that time. And uh, we were looking at building what we ended up calling Hogan Hall. And uh, they called me into the office. We didn't have cell phones back then. Um, Yeah, anyway, and so picked up the phone, and uh, I still remember the joy that flooded my heart. Good news brings joy. Maybe you have been desiring for some of your relatives up north to come down at Christmas, and they called you this week and they said listen we're coming and you're like oh good and they said yes and we're bringing some friends of ours so there's going to be 15 of us staying at your house and they have three dogs and all do- the the do- we can't leave them and so we're bringing the dogs i hope that you still say good news and you say look uh For your benefit, I'm gonna get a hotel for you and uh, you can stay at the motel end of all ends, okay. and uh, Anyway, but the day, the, the fact of the matter is the angel announced good news and that was the birth of Jesus Christ. Why is it or why was it good news? Why? Because he's the savior of the world. He's the only one that can feel the emptiness of a soul. He's the only one that can forgive us of all our sins since we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So he's the one that can only do that. The Father and the Son sent the Holy Spirit to feel the emptiness inside. So for every person listening that is empty. You've tried this and that. You've tried relationships, alcohol, drugs, or whatever else. Nothing has satisfied your soul. And guess what? It never will until you turn to Jesus Christ with all your heart, soul, and mind, and strength. He's the only one that will meet the ever need of your life. So it's not... Mohammed, it's not Allah, it's not Buddha, it is not anyone else that's ever been born, to, born. No, it is Jesus Christ, our Lord. So the good news is, yes, he sent his Holy Spirit and lives within us. That's good news, folks. Well, what do we think when we look to the future? 2021 is right here, it's coming faster than we can hardly process it. Uh, Are you fearful? Uh, I know usually every year we uh, have someone that says, I am so glad this year is going to be over. But the bad news is they're telling us 21 is gonna look like a whole lot like 20. And uh, your reaction to that is, oh no, dear God, have mercy. We pray against it. Listen, folks. You and I better be glad we live in the state of Florida. I'm telling you, you and I better be glad um, because we're not in lockdown. We're here today in this service worshiping together and uh, going to work tomorrow. And so thank God for uh, our state and our governor and leadership. Thank God for every one of them and my heart goes out, Um, I have to fight not getting angry at those that, though they may be well intended, are causing lockdowns that is causing serious economic problems. Do you ever notice, and I probably shouldn't say this, all of those making those decisions to lock things down they're gonna get paid tomorrow, and next week, and the next week. And those that are getting locked down, many of them are losing everything they ever had. And that's not a good sign. But regardless of what 21 brings, there is good news that anchors our soul. It's our relationship with Jesus Christ. So don't be fearful of 21. I said don't be fearful of 21. The news may be bad, but don't be fearful of 21. In the middle of 21, God is there, and there is nothing God cannot do. The future for all of us. I mean, as we look toward the future, our attitude has got to be God. I thank you. I praise you. No matter what happens to me, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to trust in you. I'm not going to lay my faith on the altar of self-sacrifice. No, I'm going to keep it in the forefront of my heart and mind. The future for me, you know what's going to happen? I may, I may have some things happen that aren't so pleasant, may be categorized as bad news, but the truth of the matter is, what's the worst thing that could happen? Die? Go to heaven? See Jesus? get to see uh, all my loved ones and and the saints of heaven and rejoice. Uh, My goodness, I had a woman walk up this past week and and I don't know her that well, but uh, I met her a couple of times and she walked up and she said, Pastor, I am not fearful. And uh, I mean, she, she was like preaching to me, tell, I'm like, I trust you, I, you know, I, you're not fearful. And uh, she said, what's the worst thing that could happen, me die and go to heaven? I've told my kids if that happened, uh, I'm going to heaven. I'm like, okay, all right. So anyway, uh, what is the worst thing that could happen? One day we're all going to die. Hopefully it's going to be a long time from now. But when I die, one day, hopefully years from now, we're going to have a funeral and I want you to cry. I want you to cry, I want you to wail. Um, and then I want you to think about being being in heaven and get happy, but not too happy. All right, so yeah, there's a, there's a fine balance here, all right? But anyway, uh, no, uh, uh, you do whatever you wanna do, all right? You can dance around the front, whatever, all right? So, but just make sure that your future is based on the fact that Jesus Christ is Lord, and that is good news for every person in this building. So watch, watch the words of your mouth. Watch what you say to others, and even if you have to convey news that isn't so good, you can always end that bad news with, but God but God. Regardless of the bad news, there is a but God that can do all things. So understand that. Well, what is the good news? Luke 2 and 11, it says, for there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. Folks, that is good news. Can you say amen? Well, as believers and followers of Christ, we need to share the good news in word and in conduct. You notice that the angel came and said, the words that I bring, the good they're good news. And we share words about the good news, about the savior, about his life, his death, his resurrection, the fact that he is alive and changing lives. Just got a video call from um, a young man that used to play Jesus, Michael Jobs, out at the, uh, the resort, not the resort, but uh, what? The Jesus thing out there on uh, 4i4. And now, he was sending me this video from Poland, and all excited, oh my goodness, Michael is a, I mean, he's a powerhouse, and he's with Daniel Kalenda, and they're traveling over there in Poland. Thousands are coming to Christ in Germany, in Africa. And with all the bad that's going on, the good news is sweeping across the land uh, and many are being brought into the kingdom of God. Well, I was so excited. I said, we're going to send you an offering. All right, so anyway, is God able? Is God able? Is he able to turn terrible news? Is he able to around? Is he able to turn 2020 around? for good? Is he able to bring good out of COVID? Well, it depends on our attitude. It depends on our response and our belief in God. Today, let's declare, yes, God, you can do anything. Well, I'm going to tell you a story, and it relates to what we've been through. It's from the Old Testament. Came across this a couple weeks ago, and I was like, uh, I'm not sure, but the more I thought about it, the more I thought, okay, I'm, I'm gonna tear this apart, look into it, and it relates to what we've experienced. Second Kings chapter six and verse 24. After this, or, and it happened after this, that ben king of Syria, gathered all his army and went up and besieged Samaria. Little background, Israel used to be one nation under Solomon, but when Solomon died, his son made some poor choices, and the kingdom split. Uh, Judah, with the capital of Jerusalem, was a separate nation. And then there were those led by another leader, uh, from then Solomon's son, that created Israel, and the capital was Samaria. And so it was this part of Israel, or this nation of Israel now, that Benadad, brought thousands and thousands and thousands of soldiers up against the city and caused them to lock down. They couldn't go outside the city. They were confined there and thousands of troops surrounded. And you know what happened? They were out there for months. And now all of a sudden the city runs out of food. They can't go out, gather any crops outside the walls, They can't bring food in. The soldiers would have stopped anyone trying. And so now people are starting to die of starvation. The lockdown has created some unintended consequences. The lockdown was meant for the city to give up, but the king of Israel wouldn't give up. And so more and more, the devastation ravaged the city. Lockdowns. Let me just say something about lockdowns. World Health Organization, they got this one right. They said that they are warning all the nations of the earth not to use lockdowns only as a total last resort because of the mental, the economical, and all the devastation that goes with it. Just the other day, I read on my phone a news feed that said, a high school football player in Maine that has experienced severe lockdown up there. A high school football player who was popular, had a lot of friends. This player had mentioned to his parents that, uh, that his discomfort and his anxiousness about you know not being with his friends, and not being able to play, and everything is out of order. And uh, then they come in to find their high school son. Had killed himself. This is happening, unfortunately, all across not only America, but around the world. Uh, devastation, uh, abuse, all kinds of bad things are happening. And in this city, it only talks about the hunger, it doesn't talk about what was going on between individuals uh, stealing and hurting and the crime that rose up as against a a result of what was going on. But the king is out walking around one morning on the wall and he looks down and he sees a woman of the city and she's distraught, she's uh, just agitated to no end and he asks what's troubling her. She had come to ask his help and he says, what's troubling you? And this unbelievably, is what the woman said in 2 Kings, chapter 6, 28. And she answered, this woman, this other woman in the city, said to me, give your son that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. Now, let me stop there, because when you read something like that, you're, you're, you're just a gasp. You're, you're like, how could any human being, much less a mother, do this to her child? And yet, most, most times in cases like this, we judge too quickly. We've never been in her shoes. We sometimes see what people are doing and we think, what in the world? Why would they do that? And yet we've never been in their shoes. We may not justify it regardless, but we still haven't been in their shoes. And so we're, don't be too quick to judge even in what we've gone through and may yet go through. And she says to the king, so we boiled, my son. The devastation, this woman, the hunger, must have been the pain, must have been so intense, so unbearing upon her body that she allowed herself to do this. And she said, and I said to her the next day, give your son that we may eat him, but she has hidden her son at this. The king just couldn't take it. He rips his robe. He's devastated. He cannot believe what he just heard out of this woman's mouth that she did. And then he comes to the prophet. Elisha is there in the city. He comes to the prophet, and the prophet says to him, By this time tomorrow, there will be more food in this city than we need. Wow. Wow. Boy, isn't it good to have a prophet around, somebody that can speak a word from God. And the king was astounded. And the soldier, listen to this in 7 in verse 2, so an officer on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he added, in fact, the prophet said, In fact, you shall see it with your own eyes, but you shall not eat of it. This man, the king, leaned on him, trusted in him. He was his right-hand man. Listen, you better be careful who you lean on, all right? You better be careful who you lean on because if they are telling you God can't do it, you need to get away from them, all right? And if they're in your own house, you need to say, I love you, but I don't want to hear that because my God can do anything. There's nothing that my God can't do. So you need to make sure the people that are speaking words into your ears, uh, they are, they, those bad news that they share or the bad news ends up with a hope in Jesus Christ. Well, be careful what you say about God in difficult times. I've passed her a long time and I've heard, unfortunately, people that have gone through difficult cases, I've heard people say, where was God? Where was God at? Why did God allow this? I've heard people blame God for all kinds of things, and I would try always to bring them off of that position and say, listen, there's something better than understanding, and that's trusting God when you don't understand, and to say to them, hey, listen, no, I don't know either, but I know this, God's good. And that's why I declare that, God's good, devil bad. That's good theology wherever you go, all right? God's good. Say it with me. God's good, devil's bad. So be careful what you say about God in difficult times. Brag on him. Brag on him. Brag on God in a hard time. When you're going through a difficult time, brag on God. Brag on him. God likes to show off. And uh, when you're bragging on him, I'll tell you, God takes notice of somebody bragging on him in a difficult moment of their lives. Let's read on. Because outside the wall or the gate of the city, four men are there and something's happening. The Bible says there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate. And they were starving to death. And they said to one another, why are we just sitting here starving to death? What are we gonna do, just fall over? We're gonna die if we sit here. And if we go into the city, we're gonna die in there. So why don't we get up and go out there where the Syrians are and maybe they will let us live. But if they don't and they kill us, we were gonna die anyway. So this made sense to them. They got up, they were lepers, they were starving, but they made their way no doubt slowly out of, from that city, away from it, toward where the camp of the Syrians was. And when they got there, when they got to the edge of the camp, there was nobody there. All the tents were still set up. Uh, All the food was still there from thousands of them, thousands of soldiers, all the horses, all the mules. What happened? God had intervened. In a moment when they least expected it, God had intervened. And in your life, when you least expect it, God will intervene. When you don't know it's about to happen, God will intervene. And so God sent a loud noise like a marching mighty army. Sound effects. He's in the media. And so God sent this loud noise of a marching army, scared them to death. They jumped up. They fled the tents. They ran for their lives, and they ran and ran and ran and ran, knowing that the army marching against them was going to stop them and kill them. Well, it didn't happen. So the four lepers got there, and there was nobody there. And then they went into a tent. There was food. They ate. They drank. There was some silver and gold. They picked it up, went and hid it. Then they went into another tent. They're having a good time. It's good news. And uh, it was all bad news an hour before then, but now it's just all good news. And then they stopped. Let's read what happened. Then they said to one another, we are not doing right. This day is a day of good news, and we remain Silence. If we wait until morning light, some punishment will come upon us. Now, therefore, come, let us go and tell the king's household the good news." Wow. They said, this is not right. This is a day of good news, and we remain silent. We're out here eating and drinking, and there are people in that city dying. Children, babies, uh, parents, grandparents, they're dying of hunger, let's go tell them right now. Now here's some quick lessons from this story. Number one, don't make choices, life altering choices that you may regret the rest of your life during a bad time. There are people that during this year, they've determined they're gonna get a divorce. They've gone through a difficult time and uh, they are responding with life changing decisions. Don't make life changing decisions during a bad time. Don't do it, period, end of discussion. Just wait on God. I'm not saying wait on him to get a divorce. He's not gonna tell you that, all right? God hates divorce, but he forgives divorce, amen? And, uh, but for those of you that both love God, there is no excuse. Uh, There may be exceptions. Well, that's another story. Forget that, all right? That I even mentioned it. Just don't do what God doesn't want you to do during a difficult time. Number two, in bad times, you may have to look to another source. Maybe you've been dependent on your job and now the job's gone. You depended on the government. They haven't come through for you. And so now, where are you going to go? You're going to go to God. That's who you're going to go to. And maybe that was the reason all along for God to bring you to a place of total dependence on Him. Number one, see, or number three, seek God, pray for a word from God. And Elisha said in 7-1, hear the word of the Lord. Find a word from God. Get a word from God. Hang on to it. Don't let it go. And trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't hang around. Number four, don't hang around with people that speak evil of God and doubt God and question God's ability. Don't do it because that man that said if God could even make a window in heaven, well, I got news for him. There's already a window in heaven and God opens it and pours out blessing on people's lives. So there's already windows there. That man that said that, And the prophet said, you'll see it, but you won't eat any of it. Do you know what happened? When those four lepers came back and told that city, they opened the gate. That officer was there, supposedly to direct traffic. They ran over him, trampled him, and he died there at the gate of the city. Uh, Folks, don't question God's goodness, all right, or his uh, ability. And then lastly, like the lepers, who were the most unlikely candidates to save a city that was starving. Unlike, or just like the lepers, you and I need to get up and do something. We need to hear a word from God, then we need to do something about it. Listen, you are uniquely designed by God to reach certain people. And the leper says, if we don't go tell the city, they're all gonna die physically and that's exactly what would have happened. The whole city would have died of hunger and the good news was right outside the wall and they took the good news and saved the city. You and I have good news and like those lepers, may we not remain silent ourselves because there are people that God has designed you to reach that I may never be able to reach or someone else, most of the people here, but you are. And they are waiting on you to bring them the good news. I'll tell you, here's a video of somebody that got up and did something in a difficult time. The first of this year, they weren't even saved, weren't serving God. And now, totally different story, because God brought them through this. Let's go to the video.
1: In the beginning when COVID broke out, um, obviously like a lot of people had to get laid off of their jobs and I was one of those people where like I worked at a restaurant, they had to shut it down. Um, So I got very isolated at home. I wasn't walking with the Lord. I had an accident where I fell and I bumped my head. I I thought I was gonna die when I hit my head. Um, It was just one of those moments where I guess I, I realized What am I doing with my life? That's when we, me, my fiance, my little sister started having a Bible study because I wanted to get closer to the Lord. And that's when the Lord spoke to all of us. Go and you need to reach out to the homeless community because right now those are the people that are in need the most. With COVID coming, those people are the most neglected right now. We started out with making blessing bags. Um, We got all of the donations from our friends and our families from uh, monetary donations to water bottles, granola bars, like anything that we can put inside of a gallon-sized Ziploc bag. And then we went out to Lake Eola and we did an outreach. and We just ministered, we prayed. And we were new to this, so we didn't really know what we were doing, but we were like, Lord, you told us what to do. You gave us the resources. We're just gonna say yes to do. We're, we're, We're gonna say yes to you and we're gonna step out and we're just gonna do it. So we were fearful and we had people telling us, don't go out, don't interact, don't hug them, don't touch them, don't do this, don't do that. And I'm like, if Jesus were here, COVID would not stop him. He would go right towards them and he would hug them. He would do what he needed to do. He would minister to them. He would lay hands on them. He would pray for them. He would pour his healing onto them. And that's what I'm gonna do because the Lord calls us to be like him. Um, So I didn't let fear stop me. It's changed all of our lives. It's changed our hearts and it's changed my family for the better. Our family, we weren't very together before all of this. And because I was going through so much with um, letting go of my worldly things, they started to see the Lord working in my life. And because of that, my family, there's been a lot of healing. I've seen a lot of addictions broke. Um, My brother was very distant from us. He's very close now with us. His mentality has completely changed. He's always been a very negative person. He said it himself that just seeing me go through what I've been going through, and seeing me minister to others, he feels like he can kind of step out of himself, and he can start becoming the person that God intended him to be. I'm Royal Davila,
2: and Praise even God. a Amen.
0: You Praise God. Praise God forever. Would you bow your heads with us, please, all over the building, and please, no one slipping out at this time. Give us a few more minutes, if you would, please a hit on the head thinking she's going to die losing her job caused this young lady to turn to God to run to God there's some unfortunately yes that run even further away but maybe you're here today and there's a lot that's happened to you and you don't understand it all but I'm here to tell you God can do more in a short period of time than you could ever imagine. When I hear this story and think first of the year, not walking with God, and now involved in ministry and her family is turned around and her life totally changed. That's what God wants to do in every life. I don't believe God sends the bad times I don't think that scripture, God came to give life, and that more abundantly, the devil came to kill, steal, and destroy. That's simple theology. You get away from that can bring some confusion. But today, if you're sitting in this building or there at the campuses or online, and you have an emptiness in your life, maybe you've been just devastated. In the last few months maybe you lost your job or maybe you know others who are going through painful experiences or you've lost a loved one in the last few months listen I pray that any bad news would cause you to look for some good news and realize that in Jesus Christ there is good news he's a savior The angel said it to the shepherds. And those words resound in our ears, don't be afraid, I bring you good news. The Savior is born, Christ the Lord. That is good news, folks. So today, wherever you are, I challenge you to say yes to God. So right now, Across this campus there at the others and online and in the atrium. If you need Christ, you need forgiveness, you need to get right with God. Would you just slip your hand up right now? Just slip it up. God bless others. Others. God bless. Others in this building. There at Michigan Street. Red Bug Lake. Just lift your hand high. The pain. If you will let it cause you to run to God. He'll take the pain away and fill your life with joy just like he did with those shepherds. (laughs) Anybody else in this building? Anyone else? There at the campuses? Anyone else? Slip your hand up high. Do it now. God bless you. Stand with us please all over the building. Stand with us. Please give us just another moment before you slip out because this is a church that believes that people need someone to stand with them and to be a brother or sister to them in an hour of need so i challenge you today give us that moment and in just a moment pastor john is going to lead us in the course as he always does and we call people forward because there's something about that you know jesus went around and start of his ministry he called follow me follow me follow me Called them from where they were follow me we're calling you out of where you're standing and asking you to come to this altar and make peace with God get forgiveness of your sins get healed emotionally physically get touched in an area of your life Help you to get through what you're facing, dealing with. Regardless, there's numerous areas of our lives we need prayer. So right now, as Pastor John leads us, you feel free. Slip into that aisle. Make your way to this altar. Let's pray together as he leads us what in this chorus. Why don't you come? Let's pray before you leave what this building. Father, name in the is. name of Jesus. Name oh, God, my Lord, my Jesus Lord, my Christ Lord, my, my God. God. My Lord and my God. What a beautiful name it is.
2: Oh, nothing
0: compares to this. My God, my God, my God. What a
2: beautiful
0: name it is. You need prayer. Slip out and come. You need prayer. Let's pray before you leave this building today. Jesus. What a powerful name it is. God God, Almighty, Lord. God Almighty, Lord. God Almighty, Lord. God God Almighty Almighty. What a powerful name it is. Oh God, my Lord, Nothing can stand against. What a powerful name God. it is. God, the God. name Holy of Spirit Jesus. of God. Holy Spirit of God. 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 Holy God. 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 Holy God. God. Holy Spirit of God. 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 One more time. One more time. He's going to lead, in. lead us through this course. If you need prayer, slip out and come. Let's pray at this front before you leave this building. Jesus. Jesus, my the God, name oh
1: Lord. Jesus, Christ! Altar team, quickly come, please. We
0: need you to pray with Jesus. What a powerful name it is! Oh, nothing can stand against. What a powerful name! In Jesus' name, my God my Lord. These altars are, of course, are still open even after Pastor John's prayer. God bless you richly today. Watch your words. Speak good news to people. And even if you have to share some bad news, end it with but God.
2: But God. God bless you today. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you so much, Lord, for your presence in this place today. Thank you, God, for speaking to hearts this morning, God, and for drawing people closer to you, Lord. Even in this moment, God, there are those that are reaching out to you for salvation, for deliverance, for answers, Lord God, for peace, for for things turned around, Lord God. We thank you that you're meeting each and every one of these needs, God, according to your great glory. And I pray in Jesus' name, God, that those that are reaching out over our broadcast, those that are here at these altars, those that are even in the seats lord god reaching out to you i pray lord god that they would feel your presence that they would feel lord god your love overwhelm them that they would know god that they won't leave this moment the same but that they'll leave changed by your presence knowing god that you've got them totally under your love and care and i pray that as we all leave this time together god that we would go forth lord god with you leading us guiding us helping us protecting us lord god and reminding us of the good news of your gospel despite anything that may surround us we love you we honor you and we bless you for an awesome week to come and an awesome life following you in Jesus name amen amen blessings to you, church we love you so much pray that you have an awesome week to come don't forget that we are honoring pastor Wayne out there in the uh, uh, um, atrium if we would love for you to say hello and grab some cookies and punch Those of you joining us online today, we're so thankful that you were here. If you've got a a prayer request, why don't you leave that on the number that's on your screen and we'll love to pray for you. God bless you and we hope to see you again very soon. Take care.